Welcome to the Lexington Public Library's Gratz Park walking tour. Begin at the stone marker for Transylvania College near the corner of North Mill Street and West 3rd Street. The Gratz Park Historic District occupies a tract of land that was established in 1781 as outlot number six by order of the Virginia Assembly. This was 11 years before Kentucky would break from Virginia and become the 15th state to join the Union in 1792. People began to build homes around the lot in the 1790s, with the first home being Ridgely House at 190 Market Street. In 1793, Transylvania Seminary bought the lot for the site of its Lexington campus. Unfortunately, most of the school would burn down in 1829, and it would move across to its current location on 3rd Street. During the Civil War, the lot would get used by both Union and Confederate soldiers. Both sides had camped on the lawn during their separate occupations of the city, and a Union home group of local men would conduct drills in the space. The lot fell out of use after the war and became overgrown. Shortly thereafter, the lot was turned into a park by father and son team Benjamin and Henry Gratz, from land that they had leased from Transylvania University. Benjamin Gratz was from an illustrious Philadelphia family. Following his move to Lexington in 1819, he bought a home on the corners of New and Mill Streets along the perimeter of the lot. He was one of the founders of the Lexington and Ohio Railroad in 1830, the first railroad in the state. He also served on Lexington's first city council and was a member of the Board of Trustees at Transylvania University for many decades. His son, Henry Howard Gratz, publisher of the Kentucky Gazette, took it upon himself to raise funds for cleaning up the park. Gratz's improvements to the park were finished by 1876, and the park was dedicated as Centennial Park on September 4, 1876, to mark the 100th anniversary of the United States. It was later changed to Benjamin Gratz Park in 1888. For many years, the park would be a popular spot for horse shows, public meetings, concerts, and many other public events. Henry Gratz would continue to care for the park until his death. In 1958, Gratz Park was named the first local historic district in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. In 2006, it was designated as one of the nation's first seven Preserve America neighborhoods. Today, the park continues to be a site for events hosted by the city. It is a popular photography site and is occasionally used as outdoor classroom space by the students at Transylvania. Walk along the red brick path just behind the stone marker until you come to the bronze fountain. The Children's Fountain of Youth Gratz Park's well-known fountain, titled The Children's Fountain of Youth, was a gift to the children of Lexington from famed Kentucky writer James Lane Allen. Allen was born near Lexington in 1849 and passed away in New York City in 1925. An accomplished author, Allen published several beloved works throughout his lifetime, including A Kentucky Cardinal and The Choir Invisible. However, severe criticism of his 1900 novel Reign of Law caused him to never return to his beloved Kentucky. Following the publication of Reign of Law, Allen was subjected to scathing criticism by Lexington's Reverend John Garvey, president of the College of the Bible, now the Lexington Theological Seminary. The main cause for ire for the Reverend was the simple fact that the protagonist in Allen's book endorsed Darwin's theory of evolution. Following the criticism, Allen vowed to never return to Kentucky, claiming that it never did appreciate its best people. Fortunately for Mr. Allen, a strange and wonderful thing happened in the last decade of his life. 
Starting in 1915, the schools of Lexington began celebrating James Lane Allen's birthday every year around the 21st of December. Children began sending cards, telegrams, and other sorts of well wishes to Allen, who was still living in New York City. Allen was so touched that he left his entire estate to Lexington for the purpose of building a fountain dedicated to the city's children. The fountain was sculpted by New York artist Joseph Polia and dedicated in 1933. From the fountain, return to the brick path and follow it back to the corner of North Mill Street and West 3rd Street. Hope House is on the corner of North Mill and West 3rd. The Hope House, 304 West 3rd Street. The Greek Revival-style Hope House was built for Caleb Ford in 1841. At the time, it fronted Mill Street rather than 3rd Street. Shortly after it was built, it was bought in 1845 by Reverend Edward Fairfax Berkeley. Reverend Berkeley came to Lexington from Washington, D.C. and served as the rector of Christ Church in Lexington for 19 years before moving to St. Louis, Missouri. Famously, the Reverend baptized renowned Kentuckian Henry Clay at his Ashland estate in 1847 and conducted his funeral there in 1852. The home changed drastically around 1897 when Mrs. J. Hull Davidson had the home remodeled, enlarged, and reoriented towards 3rd Street. She is said to have wanted the columned porch and fanlight doorway for her daughter's coming out party, but she did not live to see the work completed. Because of these changes, the house is often described as the house that turned its back on Gratz Park. The home was also occupied by Transylvania President Burris Jenkins from 1901 to 1906. In 1963, it was deeded to Transylvania University by Mr. and Mrs. David Pruitt and is now privately owned. From Hope House, turn left, walking down the street away from Transylvania, the three Goodlow houses are on the corner of North Mill Street and New Street. Goodlow Houses, 239, 243, and 247 Mill Street. The Goodlow Houses were built by Mary Goodlow for her three daughters following her husband's death. They are occasionally referred to by those in the area as the Three Sisters, or more cruelly, the Ugly Sisters. They were the last houses built around the park, having been constructed in 1901. The houses are in the typical Queen Anne style. Though they have different exteriors, the floor plan of all three homes is identical. Despite the homes being built for the three Goodloe sisters, little is known about them, and it is not known if the sisters occupied any of the homes for any significant amount of time. A relative of the Goodloe family did occupy the home at 247 Mill well into the 1930s. Though information on the Goodloe sisters is scant, their parents were notable Lexingtonians. Mary Goodloe was a prominent resident who helped to found the Good Samaritan Hospital and was a well-known philanthropist. Her husband, William Cassius Goodloe, was a revered Lexington lawyer. From 1878 to 1880, he also served as the United States Ambassador to Belgium. Throughout his political career and private life, he became well known for primarily two things, his vocal opposition to slavery and getting into the occasional scuffle. It seems William Cassius very much took after his namesake and uncle, Cassius Marcellus Clay, as his vocal opposition to slavery frequently resulted in his participation in knife fights as well. Unfortunately, one of William Cassius's fights would result in his death. On November 9, 1889, William Cassius Goodloe ran into his rival, Colonel Swope, 
at a post office where each was checking their mail. A minor disagreement tragically turned violent and deadly when Swope shot Goodlow twice. Goodlow in turn stabbed Swope at least 13 times. Colonel Swope died on the floor of the post office while William Cassius Goodlow took two agonizing days to die at home. For more information about this, you can listen to the Lexington Public Library podcast, Swope v. Goodlow, or possibly the first time going postal might apply on our website, www.lexpublib.org slash podcast slash Kentucky hyphen room. From the Goodlow houses, turn left, walking down North Mill Street. Continue walking until you reach the corner of North Mill Street and 2nd Street. The Carnegie Center is on your left, and Hopemont, the Hunt Morgan House, is on your right. Turn left down 2nd Street, and walk to the corner of 2nd Street and Market Street. The Wycliffe House is across 2nd Street from this corner. Wycliffe House, 226 West 2nd Street. The Wycliffe House was home to many prominent Lexingtonians. The home was originally built by lawyer Robert Wycliffe in 1841. Wycliffe was son of Kentucky's 14th governor, Charles Wycliffe. Robert would himself become the 15th governor of Louisiana. Wycliffe called his home his mansion house, but it would not stay in his hands for long. In 1844, Senator Wycliffe loaned the home to his daughter Sally and her husband, Judge Aaron K. Woolley. The large house was divided several decades later. In 1875, Alexander Jeffrey bought the front half and lived there with his wife, renowned poet Rosa Vertner Jeffrey, until 1894. The Jeffreys were said to be highly eccentric and were reported to throw lavish and outlandish parties in their home. One report recalls a time when hashish was slipped into the drinks of unsuspecting party guests. In 1906, the home was bought by Samuel Roberts, who founded the Lexington Leader newspaper. Leader would merge with the Lexington Herald in 1983, forming Lexington's famous paper, the Herald Leader. From the Wycliffe House, cross 2nd Street, then cross Market Street. The Ridgely House is on the right-hand side corner of 2nd Street and Market Street, directly across Market Street from the Wycliffe House. Ridgely House, 190 Market Street. This is the oldest house in Gratz Park, as well as the oldest remaining brick building in Lexington. It has been owned or resided in by a number of celebrated Lexingtonians. It was built in 1794 for Dr. Frederick Ridgely. Dr. Ridgely gave the first medical lectures in the West at the Gratz Park site of Transylvania University in the medical school that he founded. In addition to being a significant figure in the early days of the university, he also was the co-owner of Lexington's first large apothecary and one of the city's first real estate developers. In 1799, the house was leased to John Wesley Hunt, great-grandfather of Nobel Prize-winning biologist Thomas Hunt Morgan. John Wesley Hunt occupied the home until he moved into his new residence at 201 North Mill, now known as Hopemont, the Hunt Morgan House. More information about Hopemont can be heard in the downtown Lexington Historic Sites walking tour. Another Ridgely House resident was Major Thomas Bodley, a veteran of the War of 1812. He lived there only briefly before moving to what is now known as the Bodley Bullock House, located across 2nd Street. The home was later sold to Dr. John D. Clifford, whose brother-in-law, Reverend John Ward, operated the Shelby Female Academy, 
locally known as Dr. Ward's Academy, out of Ridgely House. A famous graduate of the Academy was Lexington native Mary Todd, who would later marry Abraham Lincoln. The house continued to switch hands until it was remodeled into a medical office in 1946. In 1982, the house was bought again by Thomas Stivers and converted into a professional office building. In 2012, the house was sold and purchased by Enderly and & Company, and their offices currently occupy this historic space. From the Ridgely House across 2nd Street, the Bodley Bullock House is on this corner of 2nd Street and Market Street, across 2nd Street from the Ridgely House. Bodley Bullock House, 200 Market Street. The Bodley Bullock House was built circa 1814 for Lexington Mayor Thomas Pendle for his family of 12. Shortly after its construction, it was sold to General Thomas Bodley, a veteran of the War of 1812, for whom the house was named. Daniel Vertner bought the property in 1837 and lived there with his family until 1865. The Vertners were also fond of throwing lavish parties, and the home was an illustrious place in the antebellum Lexington social scene. One of the Vertner children would become the renowned poet Rosa Vertner Jeffrey. Rosa and her husband, Alexander Jeffrey, would later move to the Wycliffe house on the opposite corner. The home would also take a turn hosting soldiers, as during the Civil War it served as the headquarters for both the Union Army and very briefly the Confederate Army. Both factions occupied the city at various intervals, and the large home in Gratz Park appeared to be a draw to them. While generals would stay in the home, their troops would camp in the park. Following the Civil War, the home was deeded to William A. Dudley. Dudley lived here with his father, Dr. Benjamin W. Dudley, until his death in 1870. Dr. Dudley was a prominent surgeon who ran two of Transylvania's medical departments. In 1912, the Dudley family sold the house to Dr. Walter Bullock and his wife, Minnie. Dr. Bullock was an accomplished sculptor as well as the founder of the Lexington Clinic. Minnie was the founder of the Garden Club of Lexington. Upon her death in 1970, Minnie Bullock willed the house to Transylvania University. The university then leased the house to the Junior League of Lexington. The league renovated the home in 1984 and is committed to its preservation. With its beautiful garden and large rooms, the house is now a popular Lexington wedding venue. From the Bodley Bullock House, turn left and walk down Market Street toward Transylvania University. The Alexander Moore House is blue with a red front door. Alexander Moore House, 216 Market Street. 216 Market was originally the site of a simple frame house built for John Anderson in 1812. Anderson actually built and owned several early homes on Market Street. 24 years later in 1836, his son-in-law, Alexander Moore, had his home built. Moore owned a local stationery and bookshop, and sold the first textbooks to Lexington students. The interior of the home was originally very simple with little ornamentation. Moore is said to have been inspired by the simple designs of Shaker architecture. The Peter Paul House is the pink house immediately to the left of the Alexander Moore House. Peter Paul House, 220 Market Street. The Peter Paul House has a fascinating history. It was originally built in 1816 by English stonecutter Peter Paul. 
The home is in the federal style, and though the doorway was added in the mid-1800s, the window frames and shutters are original. You may notice that wooden pegs are used rather than metal nails. This was often done either because nails were not readily available to provide a certain aesthetic, or because some contractors preferred the use of wooden pegs, as they often provided tighter fittings as time would go on. The home was also owned by Carolyn Redding Hammer and her husband Victor Hammer from 1953 to 1954. Mr. Hammer was a renowned Austrian artist. Following the Hammers' move to Lexington, Kentucky in 1948, Victor became the artist-in-residence at Transylvania University, where he would work until his retirement in 1954. He later designed the city seal for Louisville, which was used until 2003, as well as the seal for the University of Louisville. The home was extensively renovated in 1985 under new owners. The addition on the back of the house was designed by architectural historian Clay Lancaster. A final bit of fascinating history is that the giant ginkgo tree was said to be planted by Henry Clay. From the Peter Paul House, walk to the corner of Market Street and Mechanic Street. The John Stark House is the red brick house on the corner. John Stark House, 228 Market Street. The John Stark House was built in 1813 by bricklayer Robert Grinstead. Grinstead then sold the home to farmer John Stark, who only lived in the home briefly before renting it to Transylvania University, who used the house as the home of Transylvania President Horace Hawley. The architect Gideon Shyrock lived here in 1832 while he was designing and building Morrison College, now the current administration building dubbed Ode Morrison for Transylvania University. During the Civil War, surgeon, scientist, physician, and Transylvania faculty member Dr. Robert Peter and his family occupied the home. His daughter, Frances Dallin Peter, kept a diary of the war, published as both Window on the War and a Union Woman in Civil War, Kentucky. The diary is known for being the only surviving published recollection of a female Kentucky Unionist. Frances was 18 when she began her diary in 1862. She was in a particularly interesting position in Kentucky. As the member of a prominent family of Lexington, she should have lived the typical life of a young, upper-class woman. Unfortunately, Frances suffered from epilepsy. As a result of her ailment, Frances rarely strayed from home. Most of the information Frances received was obtained through talking to her family, hearing town gossip, and recording what she saw from her window. Frances doesn't just report on local proceedings or the various activities conducted by her secessionist neighbors. She likewise gives a ground-level view of larger military operations during the war. What she understood as a large war, she witnessed as a series of small local skirmishes. She was a spectator to Lexington's occupation by both Confederate and Union armies, and she watched as her hometown struggled to stay united as neighbors were compelled to support opposing sides of the war. Frances doesn't pull any punches in her diary. Her loyalty to the Union and her frustration and dislike of her secessionist neighbors is blunt and obvious. She notes her disgust with secessionists for their disloyalty towards Kentucky and the Union, her excitement over Union victories, and even her gradual acceptance of slave emancipation. She gives a decidedly unique perspective on how the Civil War affected individual people. Quite sadly, Frances's diary ends before the war does. On August 5, 1864, she died at the age of 21 after suffering an epileptic seizure. From the John Stark House, across Mechanic Street, 
The Shropshire House is the third house from the corner and is constructed with brick on the first level and shingles on the second level. Shropshire House, 252 Market. This United States Queen Anne style home was built around the turn of the 20th century for Mrs. Laura Shropshire. The Queen Anne style was popular in the United States during the Victorian period. Typical of the style, the home has contrasting materials on the first and second floors. Henry Howard Gratz, editor of the Kentucky Gazette and son of Benjamin Gratz, resided in the house for a period of time. Shropshire House is now privately owned. The John Anderson houses are the next two houses immediately to the left of the Shropshire House. The second house is on the corner of Market Street and West 3rd Street. John Anderson Houses, 258 and 262 Market, Tibbetts Soap and Candle Factory occupied the corner of 3rd and Market until 1834. At that point, the lot was bought by John Anderson, a grocer and house joiner. At 262 Market, he built this Federal-style house. Later in the 1840s, he built the Greek Revival-style home next door at 258 Market. The basement windows at 258 are typical of the time, though the wrought iron railing in front of the door came later from a house on Short Street nearby. From the corner of Market Street and West 3rd Street, cross Market Street to re-enter Gratz Park proper. Follow the brick path to the white painted brick building. The Kitchen, 253 Market Street. The Kitchen is the only surviving building from Transylvania's original Lexington campus. Despite its name, the kitchen never actually served as a kitchen for the students of Transylvania. It was initially intended as a classroom space and was given the moniker due to its inadequacy. In 1789, Transylvania Seminary moved from a log cabin in Boyle County to what is now Gratz Park. It was renamed Transylvania University in 1799 and at the time consisted only of a single building. The classroom space in the kitchen quickly proved widely insufficient for Transy's growing student population. To help alleviate this problem, Transy's main building was added in 1816. After the main building burnt down in 1829, the university moved across 3rd Street to its present location. Even though the university had moved and no longer needed the space that the kitchen provided, the building did not go unused. In the early 20th century, the building was used for the Asin Club, a club composed of older men living in Gratz Park area who held a regular card game. The group included Henry Howard Gratz, editor of the Kentucky Gazette, and son of Benjamin Gratz, a prominent early Lexitonian. The club gets its name from an 1870 poem which is, by today's standards, highly racist. The kitchen was later acquired by the Lexington Parks and Recreation Department for use as a community center. More recently, it has become the offices of the Bluegrass Trust for Historic Preservation. The group's objective is to advocate for the preservation and maintenance of local landmarks and historic buildings. The building has remained relatively unchanged since the early 19th century, with only minor modernizations being added. The building is currently occupied by Bluegrass Intergroup Inc. and has been the home for AA and other recovery meetings since 1958. 
This concludes our tour. Thank you for joining Lexington Public Library on this walk through Lexington's past and present. If you enjoyed the tour, check out our other tours on our website at www.lexpublib.org slash walking tours.